Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Punishment Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Plantsman Show, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin the show with this evening's commentary piece. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Klansman Show right here on White Pride Radio. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, December 29th, 2022, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, The Omnibus Spending Bill Scam. The Founding Fathers didn't include a provision in the Constitution for the removal of federal office holders once they are elected. They assumed an informative electorate would ensure that they didn't elect such people. But when the majority of Americans are so willfully politically ignorant and apathetic that they spend less time deciding on who to vote for than on what to have for lunch, the absence of such a provision becomes a real problem. It would take volumes to detail the many instances where senators, congress critters, and presidents of both parties knowingly, deliberately, and with utter contempt for the will of the electorate have betrayed not only their empty campaign promises, but also their oaths of office to uphold and defend the U.S. Constitution. So it'll just focus on the latest one, Congressional passage of the Omnibus Spending Bill for 2023. The Pew Research Center explains what's supposed to happen. Per the 1974 Congressional Budget Act, the Senator and House budget bills are supposed to be voted on by April 15th each year. They are supposed to pass a series of separate bills funding various federal agencies' activities For the past decade, the number of spending bills has been 12, one for each subcommittee of the House and Senate, appropriations committees, such as agriculture, defense, labor. If those bills aren't passed by September 30th, the end of the fiscal year, then Congress uses continuing resolutions to temporarily fund the government. If Congress followed its own process, They would avoid this annual crisis of having to vote on a bill that nobody has read except the handful of leaders like Schumer and his minions, or McConnell and his. But that's exactly the point, isn't it? This avoids the open debate needed for each of those appropriations bills, where each would have to stand or fail on its own by merits, and our representatives would have to defend their votes to their constituents. You know how it's supposed to be. Instead, all of those bills are packed into an omnibus spending bill 
that is presented the week before Christmas, usually with only a day or maybe just hours before the members to read the bill. But a flurry of earmarks are doled out to senators and congressmen to secure the necessary vote. Then the monstrosity of pork, waste, and woke madness is voted on. The old adages, if you like sausage or laws, it's best not to see how either are actually made, indicates that the normal legislative process isn't something to be proud of, but the omnibus spending bill treachery goes far beyond the normal corruption because it serves nobody's interests except those of career politicians and their lobbyist friends, of course. With an admitted deficit of $31 trillion, when including Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security commitments, our deficit is actually over $150 trillion. They blithely add almost $2 trillion more, then break for home to celebrate Christmas, leaving the rest of us to suffer the consequences. So the annual scare campaign of, we have to pass this omnibus spending bill, or the government will shut down, worked again. Never mind that shutting down the government at this point sounds like the best idea that a pack of hyenas have had in decades. Why are the people who are supposed to be representing us voting on anything that they haven't read? Instead of bragging about leadership forcing this on us, we have to note that the members are the ones who voted for that leadership. And for years now, it's not as if this is the first time this has happened. As noted above, this has become the norm, no matter which party is the majority. Why not force that leadership out before this happens again next year? Why didn't they do it 10 years ago? To vote yes on a bill they haven't read is about as clear a violation of their oath of office as I can imagine. But they know the American electorate will take it, with barely a whimper. But this is the inevitable result of the Senate and House passing a rule decades ago that allowed non-related amendments to be tacked onto the legislation, instead of each piece of legislation being brought up and debated on the floor in the clear light of day then either passed or rejected based on its merits or lack thereof. The only reason for this deceit is so members can defend unpopular votes to their constituents. Well, that wasn't a good bill, but we really needed that amendment here in Poddunk. So I had to vote for it. It gives the Congress critters an excuse to vote either for, a, for or against what their constituents would like. And the omnibus spending bill goes that one better. They don't even have to stand up and argue either way. They can instead complain about how their leaders force this on them. Leaders they continue to support year after year. Hell, if this is how it's going to be, let's fire 90% of Congress and just elect half a dozen representatives from each party to the Congress because that's the only ones actually legislating now. 
compared to the 18 GOP senators who voted for the Senate bill and the 11 GOP representatives who voted for the House bill, Benedict Arnold was a paragon of virtue and integrity. But just as the politicians have no excuse, for they could vote those leaders out, neither do you and I have an excuse, for we too could de-elect them each November. George Orwell describes us perfectly. A people that elect corrupt politicians, imposters, thieves, and traitors are not victims, but accomplices. Looking for a fight? You'll find it. With Canada's premier voice in white nationalism, Mr. Paul Fromm, with his show, The Fighting Side of Me, every day on White Pride Radio. Only on AltRightTV.com. I dare you to step into the ring. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want. The change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope. Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you for sticking around. 
this evening uh, is a mess. Uh, it's more of a mess here uh, at the Brown residence uh, than what our uh, government is. Uh, I almost scrapped the show for this evening, but uh, I have a little bit of time here uh, to do it. Uh, one of those days where I'm trying to get a dozen things done uh, all at one time. Uh, I don't know if the sound may sound a little bit different on this evening's show. Uh, I apologize for that if it's an echo. Uh, I have a, a little spot uh, in uh, the bedroom where I have my little uh, desk and uh, whatnot, my little uh, studio there, and uh, I can't use that uh, today. Uh, so uh, I'm sitting in the kitchen. Uh, I'm sitting in the kitchen. Uh, during the show, because uh, you know that's what we do. Uh, we compromise. Uh, we don't. We can't let th little things uh, get in the way of things. So, uh, and also, uh, I usually have a uh, cheat sheet uh, for the show where I have all my articles written down that I want to do, and I have them in a certain order uh, that I want to do them. Uh, this evening, I do not have that either. Uh, so we're just going to go through uh, some articles here. And uh, uh, these are ones that I have picked, but I don't have them uh, on paper. So we may jump from one uh, subject this evening to another one, uh, and then back to uh, the original subject. But uh, that's okay. Uh, this first article this evening comes from the Daily Caller. And I'll tell you what, if this doesn't make your blood boil uh, as a white American, it should. And if you are a person that supports uh, this invasion of non-white people into our country, uh, if you are one that is stupid enough to think that these are a peaceful uh, people, that they are coming here to uh, better America and better themselves, uh, think again. Uh, the headline of this is, didn't have to happen. This Wyoming sheriff wants an illegal alien who raped an eight-year-old imprisoned, not deported. Uh, that's right. This is the type of scumbags uh, and POSs that uh, uh, Joe Biden and his administration are welcoming. Uh, many Democrat-run uh, areas uh, invited and welcomed these people. Uh, now, guess what? Uh, since uh, these uh, third-world deplorables are being bussed and flown to these Democrat-run uh, states and cities and uh, so forth, Guess what? They don't want them now either. You know, I don't know how stupid uh, they could have been to think that, you know, after a while, uh, you can only pack so many oranges into a box uh, before that box spills over. Uh, and uh, that's where America is today. Uh, and, you know, uh, white replacement is just a nice word for white genocide. And uh, this is just what we're seeing folding, uh, unfolding in front of us. Uh, the article here, the victim was just eight years old when Louis Saavedra Villa kidnapped and viciously sexually assaulted her in Sweetwater County, Wyoming. Saavedra Villa, 44, was a registered sex offender and a previously deported illegal alien from Mexico. He was convicted of sexual assault in 2001. The night after the recent assault, Saavedra Villa drove the juvenile victim to whom uh, knew him as a family friend uh, to McDonald's while her mother was away working. 
He then sexually assaulted her in his work truck, locked its doors to stop her from attempts to escape. Now, I don't know if it will get down into here uh, a little bit later to see this uh, uh, girl's mother. Uh, I'd like to know what race she is. Uh, you know, if it's uh, another Mexican, you know, they, you know, they probably expect this type of behavior. Uh, just like in, uh, within the black race, uh, you, you can expect them to kill each other. Uh, that's what they do. Uh, two of them can't see each other without uh, trying to kill each other. And uh, this is a, uh, a typical behavior uh, for a Mexican. Uh, now, if this woman was white, uh, here we go again with uh, the tales of a shark, a mud shark. Uh, women will never, uh, doesn't seem like they will ever learn uh, about race mixing. Not only uh, is it uh, indecent, I don't know how else to put it, indecent or uh, degrading for a white woman to be with a non-white. Uh, when you see the actions of uh, the non-whites, uh, you know, just how they act, how they talk, uh, their attitudes, uh, for a white woman to find interest in that, uh, that woman must be uh, uh, really, uh, I don't know, she must have no self-esteem uh, whatsoever. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I don't know if we'll, uh, later here in the uh, article if we'll find out the race. Uh, of this uh, little girl uh, or mother. Uh, back to the article. Uh, after the assault, Saavedra Villa forced the victim to clean her own blood from his vehicle. It was one of the most egregious that we've seen. Sweetwater Sheriff John Grossnickel, who handled the case, told the Daily Caller News Foundation. When she was found, the young girl was transported to a nearby hospital and then to emergency surgery in Utah for her injuries. He was just allowed back into the country. We had no idea that he was in Sweetwater County and received no communication of that, Ross Nichols said. What bothers me about this case more than anything else is that it didn't have to happen. And the damage of the fact these decisions being made in Fairway, Washington, D.C., they really don't care. Sweetwater County, uh, County Attorney uh, Dan Amarmusi told the DCNF. Federal authorities recorded a record of more than 1.7 million migrants crossing the U.S.-Mexico border in fiscal year 2021 and another roughly 2.3 million in fiscal year 2022. However, under President Joe Biden's time in office, immigration and customs enforcement arrests and deportations have dropped dramatically despite the large surges in illegal immigration. ICE deported 59,011 non-citizens in fiscal year 2021 compared to 185,884 non-citizens deported in fiscal year 2022. The, uh, the agency also arrested 79,082 non-citizens during fiscal year 2021, compared to 103,603 arrests in fiscal year 2022. 
Uh, you know, there can only be one reason. Well, there, there could be several, but probably one of the biggest reasons uh, that the Biden administration, uh, it's, it's an open border. A death fall for the BS, uh, you know, Biden, because, oh, no, the border is secure. There, is, there might as well not even be a border there. Uh, I saw an article uh, the other day where uh, I think it was in Arizona that they just cut a great big hole in the wall. So these cockroaches could uh, just walk through it. Uh, I have another article here about uh, how these scumbags uh, are planning their invasion uh, uh, after the uh, Title 42 uh, uh, is dropped. Uh, these, these people, they're dumb because uh, non-white races uh, just aren't... Uh, they can't be educated to the levels of uh, white people. Uh, we'll just put it that way. Uh, but they do, they are crafty. Uh, they're very crafty. Uh, back to this article. Uh, well, this just gets into uh, uh, talking more uh, of the government, how our uh, borders open and uh, how many more of these scumbags are coming here this fiscal year than uh, other years. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, here it gets back to this uh, scumbag. Uh, in, in Sevdra Villa's case, however, the federal government offered to intervene, according to Era Moosby. This is not only one case that I'm aware of that the feds were interested in, Marusby said. Uh, but with the surge in illegal immigration at the southern border, Grossnickel hoped to keep Severa Villa locked up in the state, handling, handing, handling him to federal authorities would have meant deporting Villa and effectively allowing him to come back in. In fact, Villa himself knew he could return and voice that in a since-translated phone call from jail. Uh, it's not that hard, obviously, to get back into the country. So it was really an effort by law enforcement and prosecutors to seek the maximum sentence possible to do what we could could, and everything within our power and our laws to ensure that he wouldn't ever have the opportunity to victimize somebody uh, in this way ever again because he's behind bars, Grossnickel said. Uh, Villa was sentenced to a minimum of 125 years in prison thanks to Gosnickel and uh, Amaruspi's work at the local level. Uh, you know, uh, I agree that uh, this scumbag shouldn't have just been uh, deported, you know, sent back to his country uh, to only come again. But I don't think that uh, the white taxpayers uh, should carry his ass until he dies in prison. Uh, and also, uh, the rape of an eight-year-old little girl, uh, that should be a capital offense uh, crime. And I'm not talking sitting on death row uh, for 25, 30 years, uh, leeching off of the taxpayer. I mean immediate. Uh, you know, when someone like this is caught red-handed, Red-handed, and you know, they even admit to the crimes. Why isn't uh, execution carried out swiftly? 
uh, you know, they talk about the three drug, drug cocktail and uh, how that uh, prisoner may not die so quickly or uh, with dignity. Uh, you know, these people that commit these crimes, uh, they don't care. Uh, many victims uh, suffer more than what this uh, uh, criminal would suffer with the three drug cocktail. Uh, in my opinion, I think that is too much of a cost uh, to try to come up with those drugs. Uh, not because uh, I think it's inhumane. Uh, I think it's too humane to euthanize uh, uh, these people like this. Uh, I say they fire up old Sparky, uh, uh, the gas chamber, uh, things like that, firing squad. Uh, I saw some states were bringing back some older uh, uh, execution methods. And, you know, firing squad was one of them. Also, a, a, a hanging. Uh, you know, uh, because of the blacks in America, it's not called uh, hagging anymore. It's called lynching, uh, which is BS. If you commit the crime, uh, it's a capital punishment. We'll put it that way. Um, but the, uh, in my opinion, that's what should happen. Uh, plus, look at the pluses to that. We don't have to feed his dirty ass for years on death row. Uh, he won't be living in prison. Because, you know, a lot of these uh, scumbag third world deplorables, they're happier in jail. They have, they have it better in jail in prison uh, than what they do on the streets. You know, this really doesn't bother them. Uh, if public executions uh, by firing squad or hanging, uh, would take place in America, you would see the uh, crime drop dramatically, dramatically. And, you know, I'm not just saying the Mexicans in America either. Uh, I'm talking these black crimes as well, any non-white crime. Uh, you know, once the, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, to compare it this way, you know, a scientist and stuff can uh, teach a monkey uh, to pull the little lever uh, and get a banana or whatever uh, a treat they uh, give monkeys. And they also know how to, uh, I don't know if it's like discipline or whatever, but they, they learn how to pull which lever uh, because one lever uh, possibly uh, gives them uh, a jolt of electricity. Now, I'm not talking uh, enough to fry the monkey, but enough that the monkey knows, okay, uh, I don't want to touch this lever again. Uh, so, you know, in America, if that was to happen with the non-white races, uh, consequences, swift consequences, and public consequences to where all the other uh, non-whites in America could see what their antics will get them uh, and uh, see that they will have a consequence. And you would see uh, uh, crime rates drop to probably by 80 or 90 percent they would drop i would think okay while we're on the subject of third world deplorables uh this article comes from the new york post and the headline of this one is migrants assembled in mexico hatch plans to cross border after title 42 is extended uh see these little uh, bastards, uh, they're just across the border, just waiting, uh, just waiting. 
And you know, I, I like how they put it uh, there. Uh, they are hatching a plan. You know, they're not saying uh, uh, these deplorables are coming to work or uh, to better America. They're, they're hatching a plan. And to say you're hatching a plan, more times than most means that you're up to something uh, illegal or uh, not so nice. And uh, this is what's happening. Uh, here the article, uh, migrants from Aspen, Mexico, are desperate for relief and say they have been waiting patiently, but now plan to cross into the U.S. illegally now that Title 42 has been extended. Cross in illegally. That's their plan. See, they're not going to wait to do it legally. They are deciding uh, that they are coming here whether uh, it is legal or not. So already they're breaking the law. You know, that should be another reason at the southern border, when people come here illegally, it's illegally. Illegal has no meaning at all if it is uh, in front of the word immigrant. Illegal means absolutely nothing. Uh, you as a white person, uh, do something illegal in America and uh, uh, see if that judge uh, passes over you or gives you a pat on the back or releases you uh, back into society. But illegal aliens, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is what happens to them. Uh, and th they're sitting there, waiting. Uh, you've seen pictures at the border, uh, these scumbags attacking Border Patrol. Uh, I forget, uh, last year, the year before, uh, they were across the border screaming over at... Uh, 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 Border Patrol, and I believe actually some military uh, that was down there, uh, telling them that they are coming, that we can't stop them from crossing the border. Now, you know, how tough does that make America look to these other countries, say uh, China, North Korea, Russia? How does that make America look when we can't even keep a border and keep these cockroaches out? We can't even defend uh, a single border. You know, an easy way, uh, electric fence. And I don't mean something that you put cows in, and we're talking a different animal here. Uh, high electric fences. I kind of like, I don't know if anybody uh, listening saw the movie Jurassic Park. Uh, I think it's the very ori the original one. I don't even want it to come out, but uh, there was a scene in Jurassic Park where it was a huge uh, fence and it was to keep these dinosaurs in or whatever, but it was electrified. Uh, that should be what's at the border wall. Uh, it, it would work like a bug zapper. You know, all it would take, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple of scumbags to come up to the fence and uh, get popped. Uh, and, you know, and then other uh, third world deplorables standing behind them watching them get zapped like uh, uh, bugs in a bug zapper. And guess what? They would turn around. They would turn around. They wouldn't even try to come here if something like that was in place. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, in the border city of Gerars, asylum seekers say they have risked everything and spent every penny they have to get to the U.S. One woman showed the post 
wounds on her feet from walking hundreds of miles to the border. And a man shared a monkey bites of thing during his perilous journey through the dangerous jungles in Central America to get to the border, bit by a monkey. Uh, well, I got news for you. Uh, you coming from South America, uh, if you're coming to America, you can still get bit by a monkey here. Uh, uh, yes, you can. Uh, they are among the 20,000 people the mayor of neighboring El Paso says are waiting to come over into the city when Title 42 ends. The pandemic era policy has been in place since 2020 and allows people from certain countries to automatically be turned back by border agents and sent to Mexico or their country of origin. Throughout 2022, Venezuelans uh, fleeing from its deteriorating economy and failing leaders have flocked over U.S. borders and been allowed to stay and seek asylum if they have a valid claim. Uh, listen, uh, here they're saying uh, Venezuela, their deteriorating economy and failing leaders. That's what you're coming to America for. Because that's exactly what we have here. Look at our economy. I would say it's deteriorating. And I would certainly say that our uh, leaders are failing. So why would these, you have to ask yourself, why would these scumbags leave a country that they have destroyed, that they, they didn't defend? That's another reason. You know, uh, these Venezuelans, go fix your own country. Don't come up here and ruin mine. And it's exactly what they will do. Uh, you know what it is? We are just, um, well, not all of us. Uh, there are some people that are naive. Uh, the people that say, uh, you know, everybody deserves a chance to come to America. You have to be a dumbass to think that. When you see the crimes that these people pull, and all you have to do is look at their country. They don't defend their own. Do you think they would defend America? Of course not. Uh, these are the type of people that use their children as flotation devices to cross the Rio Grande. So do you think they are family-oriented people? Uh, they don't care about their own kids. Do you think they're going to come here and care about yours? Yeah, just like that Mexican cared about that eight-year-old girl, huh? This is the type of people that are coming. Uh, you know, the Biden administration knows this. They know. Uh, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, if you mentioned white genocide or white replacement in America, you were called a conspiracy theorist. And, you know, by some people, uh, you're still called that. And it's happening right under our noses. We're seeing white replacement. White replacement is a nicer way of saying white genocide. These people are coming uh, to replace us uh, at, at, at any cost. At any cost. If it costs us our lives, uh, these people are bound and determined to take over America. Uh, after Title 42 has been extended, some migrants are planning to take matters into their own hands and crossing the border illegally. Then Mexico agreed to take Venezuelan migrants expelled from the U.S. in October, 
uh, and it was added to the list of Title 42 countries. Since then, its citizens were made to wait in Mexico. As news of the decision to keep Title 42 spread on Tuesday, Venezuelans and jurors gathered to discuss what it meant for them. I want to do things legally. They owe us the right to at least ask for asylum, said Carlos Majaholan, speaking about the U.S. government. We owe them the right to ask for asylum. We don't owe you nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, this is the attitude of most non-whites, that uh, somehow whitey owes them something. Uh, the white race is a blessed race. We are God's chosen people. So naturally, uh, we have, um, I don't know how to say it, a, a God's hand touches us. Uh, we are blessed. And, you know, we have shared our blessings, our God-given blessings with these scumbags long enough. Long enough. Uh, they don't appreciate it. They want more. Uh, and, you know, uh, the time the time is now to say no more. Blacks want reparations. Go to the motherland. They're the ones that sold you. I saw a uh, stupid, uh, big old fat uh, mud shark, and, and this was a male mud shark. I saw the video, I think it was on BK, uh, I saw it earlier today, and it is this big fat country bumpkin uh, with a black girlfriend, and he is saying how great she is because she says she hates Africa. They sold us. <laughs> You got this, uh, well, my, my God, people. Uh, one migrant was bitten by a monkey in the Darien Gap during his journey to the U.S. Uh, Luis Monsterio, 25, arrived in Jerez five days ago with her husband and two small children, aged one and three. You know, if you lived in a country that was so deplorable and so unsafe, why would you have young children there? Why? You know, the idea that these countries are any worse than uh, America is becoming uh, is a mess. These people are coming to exactly what they're leaving. And it's because of them. It's because of the ones that are already here in America. Uh, let's see here. No, okay, it's just more bald crybaby uh, uh, migrant sob stories. You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, they all come here with a sob story. And a sword. <laughs> Sob story and a sword. How bad they have it. How much they uh, 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 need asylum in America. And they're murderers, sex traffickers, drug dealers. 
They don't want asylum here. They want they want to make money here off of white people, be it by forcefully uh, sex trafficking people, uh, getting white people hooked on drugs. Uh, you know, we're a, a new, uh, I don't know how to say it, a new batch of people uh, for them to rob, rape, loot, sell drugs to. Uh, they've hit everybody in their country. They're all scumbags there. So they got to come find some decent people uh, uh, to break down morally. Uh, let's see here what else we have. Uh, this this is good. I, I love this. And this guy, uh, this governor, he, he takes a, a, a whooping by the leftist uh, in words. Uh, leftist, uh, limp-wristed leftist. I don't mean whooping uh, anybody, uh, but with words. Uh, governor, uh, this comes from justthenews.com. Uh, the headline is, Governor Greg Abbott says Texas bust nearly 16,000 migrants to sanctuary cities. Uh, there's a big deal about, you know, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis there in Florida, uh, uh, Governor Abbott uh, in Texas, and the leftists and the, the Democrats are up in arms that they are busing these people, busing and flying these people into their areas, Democrat areas. Listen, if you invited them, then you take care of them. Uh, this is great. This is where these uh, third world deplorables need to be in Democrat-run states, Democrat-run cities, because these are the people that welcomed them. They invited them. Now, unfortunately, I know that uh, you know some people, uh, uh, we have some right-wingers in left-wing territory so to say. Uh, you're behind down on the line. But what you're going to need to do is simply uh, pack up and leave. Uh, find your uh, uh, like-minded brethren and leave these deplorable places. Uh, uh, let these places fall to shambles. Uh, let these Democrats uh, pay for what they are doing. Uh, so I know there's people probably listening to the show, well, uh, uh, I live in a blue state, so what am I supposed to do? Move, move, uh, uh, let these uh, blue states and cities, let them have these uh, third world deplorables. We don't want them. Uh, Texas governor, or Texas Republican governor, Greg Abbott on Tuesday, said his state has bust nearly 16,000 migrants to sanctuary cities since the start of the relocation program in April. Texas has bussed over 15,900 immigrants to sanctuary cities, he tweeted Tuesday. We're providing relief to local communities overwhelmed by President Biden's open border policy. More than half the migrants went to Washington, D.C., while just under a third were sent to New York City. The remaining migrants went to Chicago and Philadelphia, Abbott said. D.C. has been receiving migrants from Texas since April of 2022. Uh, the state added New York and Chicago to its busing program in August. The first migrants bus, uh, bus arrived in Philadelphia in November. Florida and Arizona have joined in bringing migrants to sanctuary cities in the north, as the southern states struggle to deal with the ongoing migrant crisis. So, uh, uh, this is great. 
uh, let these Democrats see what uh, these southern states and uh, uh, southern border uh, states uh, have been going through. Get a taste of, uh, you know, uh, what you invited. Oh, here's this article that I had said about uh, earlier. See, I, I missed my cheat sheet. Uh, I have everything written down all nicely uh, at the beginning of the show, so uh, I know where I'm at in the show. And I hear the day, uh, here's the evening, uh, bouncing back and forth. Uh, this article comes from DailyMail.co.uk. Headline, huge hole is cut in El Paso barrier to let migrants pour through. A gaping hole cut into the border fence between Mexico and the U.S. reveals the ease at which migrants can cross the border illegally, regardless of the strict Title 42 rules. On a stretch of the border fence just four, four miles from downtown El Paso, Texas, traffickers cut the large opening close to a row of abandoned buildings. The makeshift crossing point Beside the U.S. 85 highway was discovered by DailyMail.com just one after hours after the Supreme Court ruled Title 42 will remain in effect. The four-foot by four-foot hole appeared freshly cut, suggesting it had been used by migrants to cross illegally on Tuesday. Once through, migrants could easily disappear into the U.S. The area where the hole was cut was not being patrolled, when a reporter and photographer found the opening. Yeah, a reporter and a photographer found an opening. See, here's where I say electric fence. That would put a uh, put an end to trying to cut through it. Uh, it most definitely would. It would put an end to trying to climb over it, too. Uh, you know, it would be worth the electricity uh, uh, that America had to pay had to keep that fence lit up uh, 24-7. It would be worth it. You know, some people probably uh, would say, well, look at the bill we would have, our electric bill. Look at the bill we have with all of these deplorables uh, that we have to take care of in our country. Uh, look what we lose in crime. Uh, the electric bill, well worth it. Because I don't mean just you know uh, electric fence like a little shock. I'm talking fried. I'm ta I'm talking fried. You touch it, you're done. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Here we go. You know I saw uh, uh, something about this several years ago. It seems like several years anyhow. And I can't believe that there would be white women in America that go along with this. Uh, this is actually under uh, a subtitle, Karen's. Uh, you know, the racial slur for uh, white women. Uh, let's see where this comes from. <coughs> Oh, your web, e u r w e b dot com. Your web headline is racism activists 
host dinners for white women to acknowledge their privilege. That's right. <laughs> dinner for white women. What for a white woman would go to a dinner to degrade herself? Uh, here again, this any woman that would go to something like this has to have zero self-respect for themselves. Uh, they have to have zero uh, uh, self-esteem to go to a dinner where you're going to be uh, verbally attacked and shamed by non-whites. Uh, Dr. Phil, uh, I don't even know how he keeps doctor, uh, Phil recently welcomed two race activists onto his show whose mission is to host dinners for white women to get them to acknowledge their privilege. See, there you have Dr. Phil. He has no self-respect for himself, uh, for the white race, for America. Uh, if he doesn't like it here, you know, if, if Phil thinks that uh, white women here in America have to go to a dinner to be verbally attacked, I think maybe uh, Dr. Phil may be in the wrong country. Uh, he's another one. Uh, you don't like it here? Uh, uh, pack your ass and leave. Beat it. Uh, Sierra Sayara Rayo, who is Indian American, who is Indian? Listen, you're not you're not Afro American, you're not Indian American. You're uh, either an Indian or you're black. Uh, let's scratch that American. Uh, and Regina Jackson, who is black, founded an organization called Race to Dinner, and authored the book White Women: Everything You Already Know About Your Own Racism and How to Do Better. During the dinners, white women are lectured about race and have their ideas about racism challenged. Here you go, you verbally attack. I hear, I pass the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then right away, verbally attack. And you got some dumbass white woman sitting there with a smile on her face or her head hanging down because she's ashamed. She's ashamed to be white. Uh, since 2019, Jackson and Rayo have been hosting $2,500 race-to-dinner events in big cities across the U.S., New, uh, the New York Post reports. Now, I don't know if that means that these white women pay $2,500 to go have a dinner uh, to be uh, subjected to uh, lower, race, uh, lower races uh, of verbal abuse. Uh, if you did this in a conference room, they'd leave, Rayo tells the Guardian. But wealthy white women have been taught never to leave the dinner table. Oh, good grief. Yeah, I, you know, the, these wealthy white women, uh, they're probably afraid. They know that the, uh, uh, the characteristics of non-white races and, the, you know, uh, uh, these white women are wealthy. I think they, they do this to, uh, uh, you know, uh, try to have a buddy. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, you saw the uh, riots in 2020, and you would have see the women there uh, right beside uh, the black people, uh, the white woman standing there with her fist in the air. Uh, and you could tell uh, uh, that it was all she could do to uh, stand the stink. Uh, 
of standing beside one of them. And, you know, uh, it was something just, uh, I think, I think people that, uh, white people that went to the, uh, uh, riots of 2020, they did it out of fear because I think they fear, uh, these people. Um, when you fear a race with an average IQ of 70, you're pretty weak. Uh, you're very weak. Plus, uh, now I'm just talking the riots of 2020 because that was a black riots. That's 13% of the population. That's it. So you take 13% of the population with an average IQ of 70, they ain't going to get too far. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, 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 these uh, Black Lives Matter uh, rioters, uh, they were saying during the uh, when they were burning cities and looting stores, and uh, they said rural America, uh, we're coming for you, you too. Well, I kept the light on. Uh, you know, these um, less than intelligent people, they don't realize uh, rural America, everybody, everybody has firearms. Uh, we use them to hunt. Uh, we don't go to uh, a shooting range in the city shooting at uh, uh, targets that don't move. Uh, we go out into the woods and we hunt moving targets, very fast moving targets. So, uh, and I had said, you want to be careful. And it's funny because uh, uh, here in the Rust Belt region, I won't name uh, the area, uh, but uh, here here comes the Black Lives Matter uh, riot crew, and uh, they got into a rural area uh, in uh, Pennsylvania. And as they were going through, they stopped, and they were in uh, uh, someone's driveway, uh, a white person that had a, uh, uh, a parking lot for a business. And then I guess they lived there as well uh, on that property. And uh, anyhow, the uh, owner to the uh, property there, the white uh, owner to the property, went out and told him to kick rocks. He told him to get the hell off his property. Well, you know, uh, you can't say excuse me to a black person without getting an attitude. And uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know exactly what was said, but they uh, were refusing to leave off of this guy's property, and uh, shots were fired. Uh, one of the black people were hit too. Guess what? Uh, they picked up their belongings and uh, moved moved on quite swiftly. Uh, so you know, uh, I think that is a lot of why some white people uh, support these non-white movements because they fear these people. Uh, they want to make it look like they're one of them. Uh, uh, you know, uh, all for you. Bro, brother, and they think that this uh, this impresses these non-whites. They could care less. Uh, you know, uh, when the crap hits the fan, uh, uh, you can kiss all the black ass you want to if you're white. <clears throat> but when it hits the fan, you're just another white person. You're a goner. Uh, anyhow, <clears throat> back to this. $2,500 dinner for white people, white women, just women, were abused. 
Uh, if you, uh, we read that in the con uh, conference room. Eight to ten white women attend the two-hour dinner, one of whom volunteers her home for the occasion to cover the $2,500 price tag. Guests can also split the fee. You know, this gets more uh, shameful as it goes. Now these white women, one of them offers up their home to an Indian and a black woman that don't like white people. This white woman will open up her home, have $2,500 plates to eat for eight to, eight to ten other white women to come to the, uh, this white woman's house and have an Indian and a black woman put you down and try to shame you because you're white. I'll tell you what, uh, it's scary when you think about this, uh, these weak people, weak. Uh, <clears throat> a woman named Ambrosia has been one guest. She was dubbed a Karen after going viral a few years ago for having a meltdown at a UPS store over the COVID-19 policy. During her Dr. Phil show appearance, Ambrosia cried while recounting the incident. As far as Roa and Jackson are concerned, Ambrosia's crying was a cynical tactic used, to prim used primarily by white women to reframe the conversation. So there you go. Uh, and you know, this is a tactic with the black people. Uh, I can't believe this uh, Jackson uh, saying that uh, uh, this white woman's crying was a tactic. Uh, look at all the crying you have from black people, uh, uh, un an unintelligent race that thinks they can be equal to an intelligent race. And I always say you cannot mix uncivilized people with civilized people. And it just sounds funny coming from a uh, black woman uh, saying how a white woman uses crying as a tactic uh, to shift blame elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah. Can you believe that? That you could have eight to ten uh, white women. I guess this happens all over the uh, country. Eight to ten white women. One of them will use their home. And then they charge $2,500 a plate to have an engine and a black uh, person come interrogate you. That's weak. Uh, let's see. I am going to do uh, one more article. Uh, like I said, I want to cut. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I have to cut uh, this evening's uh, show a little bit. Anyhow, we're going on. Let's uh, about an hour here. Uh, we'll, we'll do this article uh, and then call it a uh, Thursday evening. Now, this comes from the new source, the Federal Federalist. The headline is: If your kids are unhappy, take them to church. Uh, it seems like every time I turn around, an editor assigns me a story related to the mental health crisis of our children. Most of the health experts I speak to correlate COVID lockdowns 
and our children's fragile state. Closing schools played a major role in the phenomenon, but it was other critical factors are being overlooked. Uh, okay, I'm not going to get into this because uh, today's children are uh, in crisis, and it's not because uh, of COVID. You know, COVID got blamed for everything. Uh, that Homeschooling was the silver lining uh, of the COVID because parents that uh, claimed they couldn't homeschool uh, found out they could because they had no other choice. Uh, now, I don't know how many uh, parents out there that homeschooled uh, over the COVID. Uh, and then after uh, COVID's gone, I don't know uh, how many went back to sending your children to public school systems. Uh, if you did, uh, you must really hate your kids. Uh, when you see all the BS going on in the schools, uh, how politicized it is, uh, white kids are uh, uh, taught not to be ashamed of their white skin. Um, they are taught critical race theory. Uh, they're not even taught history, and uh, all of that, plus uh, America's white children are being dumbed down uh, because uh, non-white races uh, can't learn. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, 16 years of a 12-year education and graduate saying who he, uh, what it is, uh, bleed at, uh, and that's 16 years of a 12-year education. Uh, so, so this should be proof some people uh, can't be taught. Uh, when you can't learn simple English in an English country, uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, but it's not the COVID. I've said this on the show many times. Uh, I have very fond memories. Now, I didn't like school when I was in it. Uh, I hated school, and I could have done a lot better than I did, but uh, I chose not to because I, I didn't like school. But I have many fond memories now of school. Uh, my friends, and uh, uh, I've said this before, uh, the school that I went to was laid out like a, <laughs> you know, kind of maybe from the air, it might have looked like a swastika uh, because it was all one floor and it, it had different wings on it. And uh, uh, in the summertime, we didn't have air conditioning back then either. Uh, uh, I guess kids were tougher then, uh, but we didn't get air conditioning. Uh, but after class, you would walk out into the hallways and the doors would be open at the end of uh, end of each uh, hallway, and you could smell the warm air coming uh, through the school. I mean, it, it was just uh, uh, something you treasure. Uh, and I'm sure other people know what I'm talking about. Like, you can get a smell of something, and it'll take you back to uh, another time or place in your life. And that happens. Now, today's uh, the children in school, uh, they, don't, they don't have that. They're not going to have that. Uh, so this is the child's problems today. Uh, they're not being allowed to be children. Uh, they're being molested by uh, drag queens and uh, things like that in schools. Uh, they're being dumbed down. Uh, little white Mary that could excel uh, is being dumbed down because little black Toby is an idiot. Uh, so, you know, the kids today just can't, uh, white kids today in America uh, can't reach their potential. Now, the idea of church, uh, that is a good idea, but uh, tomorrow morning, uh, I happen to have uh, a little inside uh, knowledge uh, about this article and what the Knights Party uh, of the Ku Klux Klan thinks about that. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, re now remember tonight this article, uh, 
about uh, a kid attending church, uh, go to tomorrow morning, go to www.kkknationaloffice.com and uh, uh, see uh, what the Knights Party uh, thinks about the uh, church deal. Uh, it may shock you. Uh, so uh, check it out. And, you know, it might be informative uh, for some people, too. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, I'm going to uh, be back here on Tuesday, January 3rd. Wow, 2023 already uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on White Pride Radio with another of the Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, next Sunday, uh, I am going to uh, try this uh, live from the Rust Belt again. Uh, I changed the times. It seems every time I'm ready to uh, try to do the show, uh, something comes up that it doesn't go through. Uh, Elliot uh, kind of put the screws to it, the frozen water lines and uh, water damage and things like that. Uh, so uh, January 8th, that Sunday at 3 p.m., uh, live from uh, the Rust Belt. All you got to do is download the Podbean app from the Google Play Store, set up an account. All you need is a uh, email address. They don't ask no uh, personal invasive questions. Uh, then on Sunday afternoon, it's say a quarter till two, uh, ten till not a quarter till two, uh, a quarter till three, ten till three uh, p.m. Eastern. Uh, get on your Podbean app, look for the live shows that are going on at that particular time, and uh, get in that section and look for live from the Rust Belt. I play a loop of music from a quarter till three, uh, ten till three, somewhere in there, up until three o'clock when the show starts. Uh, I do that so everyone has time. If you follow the show, if you listen to the show and you like it, uh, you can participate in the show as well, uh, sending text-type messages that uh Every listener can see. You can converse with uh, other listeners. You can also call into the show and uh, join me live on the show and give your two cents uh, about what you think of some of the things going on in America. Uh, so check that out. Uh, also, if you have any news articles, anything you want to get off of your chest, uh, questions, uh, you know, sometimes uh, uh, people uh, will have questions uh, as well. Uh, wanting to know where I come come from, like uh, some of the thoughts that I have, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of times I will say that about the white race being God's chosen people, and that may confuse some people. Uh, but you're welcome to uh, uh, call into the show, uh, email the show, and uh, I can answer your questions. Uh, you can email the Rust Belt Clansman Show at hey rustbeltclansman at mail dot com. Very simple, all lowercase letters. Hey, Rust Belt Clansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at 412-254-6226. You can leave a voice message or a text. Um, I always say uh, I don't answer that phone because I simply don't have time. But if you email into the show uh, with a question or a news article, uh, I will definitely get back to you and thank you for the news article uh, and answer uh, to your question or where you can go to uh, get your answer uh, because, uh, you know, we as white people can't be lazy. You can't expect somebody to do the research for you. Uh, but when you have questions about uh, a Christian identity or, you know, anything uh, that I may say on the show, uh, ask. And I, I can send you to the resources 
to where you can get a very involved uh, answer to your question. Uh, I read all the uh, emails. Uh, I listen to all the voice messages, and I read all the text. So uh, you're not ignored. Okay. Uh, let's close out this Thursday evening in prayer, as we do here uh, on the Rust Belt Klansman Show. Um, our white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Father God, how wondrous is your loving kindness and the care you show me. Why should you pay me attention, yet you have called me your own? I ask you to hold me tightly and do not let me go. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and train me as one of your own children, molding me into the type of man that you desire to reward with everlasting life. I trust you with my life and well-being, and I give you my allegiance for now and forever. I thank you for giving me such an opportunity. I am humbled that the King of all creation has set his eyes on me and shown me kindness to me in offering me restoration. You are good and right in all your ways, and I pray you will continue to draw me by your Spirit into the character of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, again, I uh, don't know how uh, this show is going to sound. I don't think it should have uh, too bad of an echo, but uh, uh, doing the show in a different part uh, of the house today. Uh, uh, next Tuesday, I will be back in my regular uh, little corner uh, to do the show. So uh, if the sound is, is bad here tonight, uh, that is why. It's always from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown. White Power! Think that a child I see Arms outstretched to me What do I care if it dies? <laughs> it means nothing to me. <laughs>